Hey, good morning. I'm on with Mike Spates. I met Mike and the Uncivilized Nation. Well, a, a group from the Uncivilized Nation called uh, the Renegades. And uh, this morning, we're going to just talk about his journey and his story that takes me back and takes us back to 2019. Mike, tell me a little bit about yourself. Wow. All right. So what's know about me? I'm 46. Um, been with my my wife. We've been together now for almost 15 years, married for almost 10 years. And it, it's been quite a journey for both of us. We've grown a, a lot as a, as individuals and as a couple, especially in the last five years. Um, currently reside in San Diego, but we've decided that we're going to be settling in, in Raleigh, North Carolina, and we're moving there shortly to uh, to begin a new chapter and to start growing our family because we don't have kids yet, but we're going to. Yeah. Um, thank you. Very devoted to growth, uh, to contribution, um, and to really, you know, living living the best life I can. And I appreciate this opportunity today to spend some time with you. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to get into it. We were talking before we were started recording, and you you went back to a time in 2019, and the big underlying piece was lack of connection to self. Take me back to 2019. Really vividly, what you were going through and everything that you were experiencing, and what was the situation? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Twenty nineteen was it was just a culmination of events. It was it was. Uh, I mean, everything was was going wrong for me, um, and it was it was my own doing. So if I look ac across, you know, uh, my marriage was falling apart. It was on its last leg uh, due to my absence. You know, my I just I wasn't present, and we can we can talk about that. I, we had, I had a business for the past eight years, and we we're looking at selling the business. So that chapter was was closing. Uh, so I had my identity wrapped up in that quite a bit. Um, I, I lacked a sense of any community. I didn't. I really didn't have deep friendships at that point in my life. wasn't physically in shape, and I used to be. I, I used to be, but I kind of gave gave that up because I was so devoted to work, and. Um, yeah, just across across the board, that everything was just. If I looked at every facet of my life, everything was just. I was kind of striking out all over the place, and I was I was I was kind of lost. So that was I was forty two years old at that point, and uh, yeah, so it was kind of a. I was at a point where, looking back, I think I was in a depression, and I was I was a bit jammed up. I, I didn't know what to do at that time. Like, kind of, what were your coping mechanisms through that? Like, so you you were you're talking about you're going through all these things. Like, what were you doing for you at that moment? Great. You know, I had started a bit of yoga that year, so that was that was helpful. But generally speaking, I didn't have – I wasn't armed with any helping coping mechanisms. I mean, I leaned on a lot of old patterns. Withdrawal was a big thing for me. Um, you know, one of my old patterns was just being a lone wolf, trying to go it alone. So I would often try to just say, you know, kind of go inside internal and say, you know, figure it out on my own. That was, that's always been a habit of mine. So it, I didn't have any, I would say healthy coping mechanisms. I would, I would lean on, you know, a little bit of drinking, a little bit of marijuana, uh, not overly so, but definitely, you know, looking back, I wasn't using those things wisely. Uh, I was, I would definitely, I would use those things to, to numb myself. During this process, you talked about kind of a lack of connection to yourself. Tell me more about that. And, and yes, these things were falling apart due to that. But like, I want to know your process. Like, if you could drop back to that moment, the things you were going through, 
how how you were pulling away that was starting to affect the your relationship with your wife, your fitness, so on and so forth. Yeah, so this is a it's a reoccurring theme, you know, for me and uh this this lack of connectedness with myself. So you know, I've I've discovered that obviously, you know, it's when, when I'm when you're not connected with yourself, it's very difficult, if not impossible, right, to be connected with others. So if I look at the most important relationship in my life, which is with my spouse, I mean, we were just just not we were just not mixing. We we're just in different different planets essentially, and it was I have to put it all on me. I, I took you know, if I'm looking back at 2019. My wife had been doing the work. She'd been starting her personal journey on, and personal development for probably six years at that point, dealing with a lot of the traumas that she had in in childhood and, and young adulthood. And she was doing the work. I wasn't. Um, and you know, I was gotten in a, pretty much in a state where I was kind of just like jammed up. I would say, like that's the, the easiest way to describe it. So because I'm, I wasn't connected, I really just didn't know what to do, and I was I became extremely indecisive. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where I was, and then finally I started taking taking some action, and I have to give a lot of credit to to Laura for you know sticking with me through through this this period and and opening you know my eyes to you know putting the work in and you know she she knew the man I could be she knew my potential so i have uh, incredible gratitude for her and and for for her faith in me um, i just wanted to i want to say that before we recorded and you were saying that you know oftentimes i relate to that because like for my wife she saw something in me that I didn't and and just listening to your story or especially her support for you really powerful and I was just gonna say and and like that for me helped me even further not not, a, not like a driving force but it was really helped me moving forward and knowing that like hey like I want to do this for myself but I always I also want to do this to enjoy my life with my partner like the number one reason is for myself but I also want to, I want to give the best version of myself to those around me. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It might sound selfish at first glance, but it is, it's, it's for me, hands down all, you know, the work I'm doing is, is for me to be my best self. And, and then everyone around me is going to benefit from that. And then in my, you know, my relationships are going to ignite, especially with, you know, the most important relationship with my partner. But if I look at it, the amazing thing about Laura is not only the support she gave me, but the example she gave me too. So she she dove headfirst into her personal development, and you know I was I was lagging, and then finally I said, "All right, it's you know it's time for me to get to work." Yeah, and, uh, I, I, yeah. I've said this many times to people is like when you're doing the work. So my wife, just like yours, she was doing her work before me, and and the vibration hires. There's there's just a change. There's a frequency change that happens within you. And so she was sitting at a higher vibration. This is what I understand of your your story as well. Is like your wife's there, she's doing her work, and there's a choice that has to be made. And oftentimes when you're around someone, your your energy is contagious. That that energy is very contagious, and you can either be pulled to it and you can hire your frequency unconsciously, or you can stay in the patterns, which we've talked a little bit about pattern recognition. You can stay in those patterns and you all can drift apart. And it sounds like you you chose to raise that that frequency and just going from there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what happened. And that's really, 
I believe in that. I believe in what you just said. It make it makes sense. And um, I saw what was happening with her through her her changes, through all the work she was putting in, um, and dealing with you know some very deep traumas. Uh, I didn't, and, and part of it too was I didn't. It's just this lack of awareness. Looking back in my life, I didn't have the traumas she had, right? But as I started to do the work, I started to uncover. No, I I did have my traumas, things that you know shaped me. And and I had patterns that I learned from childhood that that was I carried into adulthood that no longer were serving me. So through through a process, you know, over time I was able to learn those and shed those some of those patterns and and learn new tools, right? As an adult, you know, I woke up at you know, I was 42 at the time, realizing I didn't you mentioned, you know, how was I coping? You know, it's just I had no tools. I literally had a it was an empty toolbox. You know, my tool, my tools were patterns like, you know, you know, hard work, discipline, you know, just those kind of basic tenets, which are, are good. You know, you, you need those in life. But, you know, then I had, again, these other patterns like, you know, just with withdrawal, uh, you know, that lone wolf mentality that just really they were holding me back quite a bit. You mentioned that a lot of those patterns, you talked about your journey and we'll get into it with the Hoffman process you recognize some patterns that came from your childhood and, and, and emulating those. Do you want to go into that and talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I, as part of, as I shared before, part of the journey for me, before I got into men's work, you know, Lauren, I did, we did couples therapy. I did some individual therapy and then I, I did this, this phenomenal thing called the Hoffman process. And what I learned there was that, uh, you know, there's this, this, phenomenon called negative love syndrome. So as, as children, um, you know, we, we do anything. We just, we want that love and connection from our parents. And so we're going to, we'll do anything to get that because that's really our universe, right? Our whole, our whole universe is just us and our parents. And, um, so as, as a child, a lot of times, you know, your parents, parents aren't perfect. They're going to do their best. And sometimes they, they really mess up and they don't, they don't give you the love and the connection that you really need as a child. And some, and your parents may have negative patterns and things they do. Uh, you know, um, for me, I'll, as an example, you know, if I looked at looking back at my childhood, you know, I mean, it was it was a great childhood, but there were definitely things that my father did in terms of his, him withdrawing, him being disconnected, not present, being a lone wolf. Uh, those are all negative patterns that I I took on as a child. Somewhere I learned those things, and I brought those things into my adulthood. Um, so it's, it's funny. I, if I look back, you know, um, you know, so with, with Hoff, the Hoffman process, what you learn is, is how to, you identify those patterns and you learn different tools and, and how to become aware of the patterns and, and see them coming better. So it's not necessarily that you're going to rid yourself of these patterns or exercise, you know, the, the demons, so to speak. It's more about, you know, now I have these, I have awareness and that's powerful. When you can see a pattern, you can spot it from a mile away, and, and you you understand that you are not your patterns, and that was a big, very big step for me. I think that's the most powerful thing. What you just said there is that we're not you're not your patterns because oftentimes we tie ourselves up into the things that we do, and we we can't disassociate ourselves from those those patterns. Like that's we tie our identity up into that, and that takes me to going back to you working a lot. When we when we started this, you mentioned that you worked a lot and that's kind of where you started to realize that lack of dis, that lack of connection to yourself. Tell me how 
started to have awareness around like the lack of connection to yourself. So obviously these, these things were showing up in your life, but like what, where did the awareness start to come from? Mm -hmm. All right. So, so for me, you know, I, I do love to work. I love being passionate about work and, and putting the work in and, uh, um, you know, I'm no stranger to that. And I think that's, that's a great thing. It can serve us well. So what happened in, in 2019, as all this was coming to a head, I was in a position where I, I was, I was feeling like I couldn't take as much on. So like my battery was, 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 I was running on a, like a basically in the middle of 2019, I was probably running on like a 20% battery when I was always the guy with a hundred percent battery who could just go and, and just get, get everything done and not sleep much. And, and uh, so when, when your battery's low, that just, that really forced me to, to just spend less time working and more time I was basically forced to spend more time just thinking and be with myself, which is, was not a typical thing for me. Cause I, I, looking back, I had avoided sitting with myself and just giving myself that time, you know, whether it be just literally sitting there and thinking or journaling and thinking about like, what, what do I need? What do I want? So it wasn't actually as intentional initially. It was more of like the, all the, everything I kind of did to that moment just put me in a place in life where I was forced because physically, physically I was totally depleted and I was just in a place where just I was almost like a I don't want to say a shell of a man but but I was really just in this very depleted state where you know I had to I had to look look at myself and 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 just it just I don't know the moment it hit me but I just had to real, realize that hey man you're, it's like what do you want you know you're just you're totally disconnected with with yourself you know what do you want I asked you this question here because like, this is something that I feel in my heart a lot is as men, we, we tie our identity. We we tie our worth to our, to our job. A lot of times to what we're doing as you started to pull away from your job because, because of this, talk to me about your, how your identity changed or your attachment to your identity and and what that uh, took a toll on you or played it, played its process. Yeah. Um, there definitely was a period, you know, for for a year or so, where I I, I struggled because I I had wrapped up a lot of significance. My significance came from work and entrepreneurship, like that's that was kind of my a lot of my identity. So there was some, um, you know, some mourning, I guess, with with that process. But it was frankly that part wasn't as hard for me because what happened was that as I started to do the work. I just got so involved in doing the work and 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 the possibilities and, and just kind of seeing the benefits of of doing work and starting to realize, you know, get more connected with myself and and just all those all those steps that I I took uh in in terms of starting that that journey and my personal development, it kind of outweighed that. Like so it wasn't like this very long drawn out process. Yes, there was some some grieving, some mourning in, in saying, "Hey, this is but it was also this awakening, this awakening that, hey, you know, what was really profound for me was that it's like, no, it's like, Mike, I am many things. You know, I'm not just, you know, an entrepreneur. That's one thing, but I'm a husband. You know, I'm going to be a father. I'm going to, um, you know, I'm a brother, you know. Um, yeah, so. What are you feeling right now? Um, 
um joy really yeah yeah it feels it feels good to, to say that and it's yeah i feel gratitude joy it's just some of these things i haven't expressed you know and, and a lot of times you know in the, doing the work i think that's the beneficial like real big piece of it is once you get it out in the world just like the feeling that comes with that and being able to say that to men community of men that support you that have your back and and in a society where we grew up that like the lone wolf was the way to go you mentioned that many times the lone wolf was your mantra but in reality when you're that lone wolf you start you're disconnected to yourself you're you're up here too much you're up in your head a lot of times and you're not able to drop down into your heart you're not you're not able to express yourself talk to me how you mentioned the work how that transform the relationships around you your your relationship with your wife your business relationship every other aspect of your life your health so on and so forth as you started to do that work in the in the early part or the late parts of 2019 or early parts of 2020 how did the relationship start to evolve so um yeah th and thank you for for a holding space for me right there um so man i think things just things start to change. I mean, when you're, you're doing the work and it doesn't, it doesn't mean necessarily massive things right away, but all I started just understanding things. And I think understanding why I was doing what I was doing and connect, connecting the dots. Um, that was, that was something else because you start to, you start to realize, so I'll, I'll give you an example of something that was, um, just looking back. So there, there was something that happened in, in 2018. So I was able to look back at this. This is how the amount of disconnection for me was uh, we were in a, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a funny story, maybe not for the, the for some people, but we were in a, in a movie theater, my wife and I, my dad, my brother, my sister-in-law, and I think it was 2018. And there were uh, two women behind us and they were, you know, older women, probably in their sixties. And they were talking during the movie, you know, quite, quite a bit. And I mean, just constant. Right. And, um, literally they, I, I snapped actually, I actually like turned around and I, I just, I literally was like to these, these older women, I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, but, but very loud, something totally out of, out of my character. Um, so the, and the reason I'm sharing, I'm sharing that story and it, it did shock everybody, my family, you know, especially my wife, she was like, what's something's not right. But the reason I'm sharing that is that is an example of that when when you look back you start connecting the dots because i never even thought about that event until in, in hindsight and there's something about that about you know your ability to to look at those things and not have shame about those things and and know that hey you know you know you were going you went through a tough time in life and then and then you start you have the ability to shed that weight and so you get lighter and then you you know you start it's just, it's the little things, you know, more, I became far more present, you know, and just, and grateful. And it wasn't about how much work I could do in a day. And, you know, things just got, you know, I mean, my wife and I are, it's just a different, we're at a different level now. I mean, we, we just, you know, uh, our communication, our ability to communicate with each other, to express what we need. Um, that was something we didn't have. And now it's just, it's just, we're in sync. We can communicate. Like it's just, it flows. You're just getting off this flow state with relationships. You know, I've, I've attracted new relationships. I've shed some relationships that I realized there was no connection there. Um, so, and I'm not saying this is, you know, it's not overnight, 
this has been a, a process. You know, I've put a, I've put just a tremendous amount of work in, and I'm, and I continue to to do it. Uh, and it's it's not like you know everything's gone. You know, like like you said, Alex, a lot of those those patterns will never go away. But I can see those things now, and uh, and I'm more connected to myself than I've ever been, uh, and I, I know what I want. So, yeah, that's that's the, how the shift has been over the last. Uh, you know, just to give you an example of some of the changes, you when you gain that connectedness, you start to realize, you know, what do you what is it? What do you want, right? Laura and I have been living in big cities for 20 years, and we we finally figured out that hey, you know what? It's time we want. We want to get you know outside the big city. We want to you know we want to get a, we want to get some land. We want to get you know have a small farm, you know. And it's just these that connectedness is just it's priceless. When, you know when when you're connected because now I'm I'm allowing people into my life and I can have things like I did last night with with uh you know with the nation on our our call our men's call where you know I I shared some things that I, I was going through and and uh, an old pattern. That was still creeping up on me, and how these men were there for me to, you know, give me some guidance and reassurance, and you know, that's something that was just wasn't in my life. I was, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't available to, to something like that. But now it's, it's part of my life, and it's, it's amazing having having that group of men that's better there for me. I want to go even deeper into that for a second. And, and earlier on, we talked about em- emulating relationships that we experience when we're younger and so like our identity what we feel like a man is when we're younger now that you've gotten into that work now that you surround yourself with men that are doing the work how has that changed your identity on what a man should be and more specifically your identity as a as a man wow i mean it, it's been joining the nation has been a, a wake-up call for, for me because I didn't, I really hadn't contemplated, you know, what, what was a man, you know, what's masculinity. Those are things I haven't really thought about uh, up until, you know, joined, joined in the men's group. But I, I knew I was guided there because I knew I was missing it. I knew there was an element in my life that I was missing. I didn't, I knew it was brotherhood and, you know, I went there and then it's just been, I mean, it helps you raise the bar. I mean, it just it just raises the bar. That's what it did did for me, because we have, like Trevor said, right? You you kind of what's happened in the past is that we've had two different men, right? We had the I think Trevor says we had the Marlboro man, right? So yes. that's the yeah, and then we had this the the new age sensitive guy or something like that, you know. And I I think if I look at my my dad is more the Marlboro man, you know, and um and then he you know. We become very good friends, my dad and I. Um, and my dad will be the first to tell you he has a lot of shortfalls, like we all do. And um, you know, I just, you know, so that would, I got up, I was missing some things, you know. My father would tell you that too. It's like, hey, man, you know, he had, you know, he was a Vietnam vet and PTSD and all kinds of stuff, right? And uh, and that he's battled with. So, um, you know, he showed me some some parts of the. The ethos, you know, if I look at the ethos that Trevor created, there's some parts there that my dad did did well, but there are some parts that that were completely missing. And I think it's been great to to bring that. That was one thing that was missing. You know, all the, all the the inner work is great and the therapy and the the Hoffman, but this 
this whole big thing is like to me it's a new chapter so i'm i'm, I'm a newbie in terms of, of men's work i've only been doing this for a year now so but what it again it helps it's helped me like think of like what's possible and i'm like wow like i'm with all these guys and you know yourself and dylan mike uh, i mean all these guys and uh and i'm like wow you know i have a lot i have a lot to learn and um you know it's been great i found my fitness again my you know i used to love lifting weights you know um i'm so thankful for that and i'm i'm back at that and and really you know getting savage physically you know yeah man and i just yeah i'm i'm just grateful i'm grateful to have have this in my life and i want to and i want other men to to come to it and realize the benefits of it i think that's what i love about traver's framework so much like the Marlboro man, like you see the one side of the spectrum and then you're able to see the consequences of that one side and it goes to the exact opposite side of the spectrum. And his framework is really to just bring it in the middle. We want to take the good traits of the Marlboro man and we want to take the good traits of the sensitive new age nice guy and, and we want to combine yeah. them together. And we, and we want to be able to, to be doers. We want because in the world we need masculine men to be able to do things. Like that's, that's, that's just the truth. And yeah. But we also need men. The relational landscape has changed. We need men to be able to feel, to be able to hold space, to be present, to be aware. And that is that is the piece that we need to transition to as men and understand is like, we're not telling you not to be hardcore. What we're telling you is to be hardcore and be able to, to feel, to be able to relate, to be connected to yourself. Because when you're connected yeah. to yourself, that's how you show up in the world the best way. And it's great that you can have that conversation with your father because many times, especially going back to that time timeline, there's there's men that are not even able to identify that that they have things that they're going through. They're just like, this is my way and that's my way. And there's another framework that I've leaned heavily into uh, and it's presented by the Conscious Leadership Group. It talks about living below below the line or above the line. And, and above the line is you're open, you're curious, and you're committed to learning, right? You're committed to growth. And below the line is defensive, closed, and you're, and you're committed to being right. And what I hear from you is that like you shift, you identify like I was below the line and, and maybe in the sense of like I was disconnected. I didn't even have, a, I didn't know where I, there, where I was at, but now I'm leaning into being above the line. And I want to say this message, and, and if you have something to say about it, like I'd like to hear your thoughts, is it's okay if you want to be below the line too. It's your choice. It's about the choice that you make. If you don't want to, if you don't want to take the step, there's consequences with it. But I can tell you when you take the step and you open yourself, that's where that's where the growth comes. That's where the higher connection with high, your your higher self comes. And and being the best version of yourself. We talked about earlier in the podcast. Like, yes, we're doing this for ourselves, but we're also doing this for the, to be the best version for, for how we show up in the world. Yeah. I'm with you. I haven't, I haven't heard that the above the line, below the line before, but uh, yeah, I mean, I would say I was, I was living below the line. Maybe I didn't, I didn't know it at the time. Just, you know, I was so disconnected with myself, but um, yeah, I think with, you do have to make a choice at some point. And if you, if you choose to live above the line, and focus on growth. I mean, life just becomes so full and it's just endless. It's like this endless possibility, energy, and what you can attract in your life. You know, you can really make it, make your life what you want it to be with that mind, with the growth mindset. Absolutely. If you look back at every kind of every aspect of our, our life, 
anybody's life, not just mine, not just yours. Our happiness comes when we have connection. And and oftentimes we as men, we we didn't know we we learn from model behavior. Like so we we model who we see. So often, often we don't know how to connect, especially if you're coming from your, your parent was born, you know, in the Marlboro age and, and, and you're trying to emulate that relationship. You don't know how to connect. It's not that you don't want to connect. You just don't know how to connect. And at a point, so it just it starts to boil, boil, boil until it just, you know, explodes. And we just want connection. So being able to, and I keep doing this is because I look at it as like my heart's closed and I just want to open up a little bit and allow for connection to, to happen. Take me through your process of how you, so you obviously are now connected to yourself. What did you do? I want, I want men to hear your process and how you, you became connect, connected to yourself. Sure. Uh, I would say number one is there's no, it's, it's not a, a silver bullet. At least it wasn't for me. I think it was definitely number one is having a bias towards action meaning trying things, being open to things. So that's that's how it happened for me. Like I think I mentioned before, it's like Laura came to me and said, I think we need to go to this Tony Robbins, you know? And I really, at first I was like, you know, it's funny because in hindsight, years ago, I read all of Tony's books, like probably a decade ago. But when she brought that to my attention, it was just the timing of it. Again, I was so disconnected from myself that my first, at first I'm like, well, I don't know, is this the right time for that? You know, and then, but then we did it and it was that kind of, that just kicked, kicked things off for me. Uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, I learned about the, the six human needs. Right. And, and then, so I would say it's, yeah, you have to, that was big for me. So just kind of taking steps, right. Small steps. And then this willingness to try different things. So I, like meditation became big for me. I knew that I needed to learn some new skill sets. I needed to to put you know add some tools to the the toolbox. So I would say that's one thing is how are you how are you doing that? Uh, I also knew that I need I needed to things to slow me down, right? And med- so meditation was one of those. I actually you know I went on a to a vipassana retreat for ten days and l- learned this particular style of meditating, which which I love this particular style because it's it's very approachable. It's it's a simple simple way of meditating. And I won't spend too much time on it now, but that that opened me up to meditation. So that gave me a tool, which gave me the ability to to be present w- with myself. So I think that was that was a big factor. Uh, and then an, another thing was Laura and I making time for us to be to be together. And it was great to have a partner who would help me get connected with myself. So I'm lucky in that way. So I would say if if you can if you have a friend or partner who has is heavy in empathy, who has done the work, they can help you get more connected to yourself. And again, you know, that's so much gratitude for my wife because she was that partner for me. She helped me with that. So it's not, I would say it's, for me, it wasn't like some of it is by my, is doing things, you know, with myself, but many of these things weren't with myself. When I did the Hoffman process, that was with 20 people, but that was all about my, my connection with myself. So I'm in a, a room of 20, but then on the other side, I'm meditating. I'm by myself, so I think I did. I just did a number of things that just helped me kind of peel back the layers, right? Like an onion, and you peel back the layers. And I, I built, I built a tool set essentially that has worked for me, 
and it's not complete. You know, I don't have like this massive tool set. You know, I don't, it's, you know, it's not like a Tony, a Tony Robbins tool set or, or even Traver's tool set, but it's mine. And these are things that work for me that I've discovered. And, and I'm, I keep working on those things. Another thing is just, again, I mentioned my fitness, you know, I started I did two things. I actually started, you know, just got back into lifting weights and which I used to love so much. And then I started surfing too, you know? Uh, and that just brings connectedness because surfing, I knew I'm, I'm in nature. Um, so it's, it wasn't one thing. It's just this series of things that, that keep, keep me kind of figuring it out. And I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm completely connected, but you know, I'm the most connected to myself that I've ever been and I'm 46 and it's, it's a journey. So I'm, I know I'm going to keep, keep working at this. And I'm going to keep adding tools to the toolbox. And sometimes I use tools and sometimes I don't use them. I'm not perfect. You know, I'll have stretches of meditation for 30 or 60 days. Then I won't meditate for a week. I'm human. That's okay. Um, and then I think lastly is I'm, I want to surround myself with other people that are, you know, like you said, above the line and they're working on being them, their best selves, being connected to themselves and we can feed off each other. I want to ask you a couple more questions. They're quick questions. Sure. For men that are going through the same things you're going through, like they they're listening to this and they're like, oh, man, that's me. I want you to take yourself back to that time. If you could give advice to yourself and to the, those men, what would it be? I would say uh, number one is have have patience because it is a, it's a process. So here we are in 2023. For me, it started in 2019. And so it's, you have to put the work in you do. And I think that's the second thing. So it's, it's would be pay, have patience with yourself. This is not an overnight thing. It's not a silver bullet thing. Everybody is going, you're going to have to build like a skill set or a toolbox as I like to call it. And everyone's different. So you got to figure out what works for you. What are you drawn to? So you can try some things and maybe some things don't work. They don't resonate with you and that's okay. I think another thing is is a bias towards action. So you have to, it's easy to sit. There's the concept, maybe you've heard of it. It's like, don't, you have, don't confuse motion versus action. So if you're in motion, you know, we're, we're all guilty of this, right? We're, we're kind of strategizing. We're, we're planning, we're thinking about doing, we're telling people we're going to do things, but nothing's happening. I'm going to do this, right? So sometimes that's good, but I think a bias towards action like is is very important just in life in general to get to make any progress you definitely want to have a bias towards action so that could be as simple something as simple as hey you know what i'm going to download the headspace app and i'm going to meditate for 10 days or for just this week for 5 minutes you don't have to go to a vipassana retreat so just kind of figure you know meet yourself where you are just kind of figure out what what you can do not everything is possible not everybody can go to you know uh, Costa Rica for for ayahuasca uh, you know uh, but there's so many there's so much so many tools that are available that it's really there's no we are the we're the barrier we are the impediment right the resources are just so plentiful now it's just incredible I appreciate that I want to this is an impact question and and it's something I just included in my arsenal mm -hmm. I'm part of this journey for me is about getting in touch with my spirituality and so like being a soul and a human experience, knowing that like I will come back and come back in different 
types of forms, different, you know, different people, whatever the case may be. What would you leave behind for your future self? A tangible item. What would you leave behind for your future self to be able to, uh, that, that has that lasting impact with the ripples? There's a proverb that it's a Japanese proverb and I'm going to, I'm going to butcher it, but it's something like, you know, it's, it's something effective, get knocked down, you know, six times, get up seven times. And I think what I would do is I would, you know, I'd probably write that down somewhere and then give it to my, to myself. And that's actually something I got from my dad because that's, that's just an invaluable lesson. And I could have easily not gotten up, you know, in, in 2019 and just kind of said, you know, all right, maybe, maybe I just, you know, let's get divorced and I'm just going to keep, I'm going to find another thing to work at. Right. Instead of, you know, kind of getting myself up, dusting myself off and, and really, you know, taking a look at some accountability and kind of, and knowing what, Hey, what do I really, what do I really want? So I think it's that, that's one thing my father's instilled in me that I'm, I'm really thankful for, but I would think I would, yeah, I would leave that note to myself. Thank you for that. I want to, I want to end here by asking you, you know, if this message resonated with, with someone I'm giving you the floor. You can have a minute or two talk about anything you like. Let people know also how they can get in contact with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so to let people know at, at this point, what I do is a little bit about more about me is that most of my professional life right now is as a, as a business consultant. But what I've, what I've been doing over the last year or so is, is becoming a business coach. Um, and I'm mentioning that because what I'm seeing now in, in the world that we live in, I, I feel like and my wife and I talk about this a lot is that people are just, we are so disconnected, I think, as a species. So my, what, I'm, what I've gone through is something, it's systemic, I believe. And part of what's, I think, our evolution as a species is that, you know, people are kind of figuring out that, hey, you know, while I'm here, I want to make, I want to have purpose. I want to make a difference. I want to be connected with myself and with others. And part of finding that purpose is, is figuring out like, well, money is a part of that. You know, how am I going to make money? And oftentimes people are, I think part of that is the solution to that is, is entrepreneurship. So I am a big believer in entrepreneurship not only as somebody who's owned businesses, who owns a business now. Um, and I want to I want to help more people figure that out because it's not this, I think it's it's part of that solution to living, you know, your best life and being being more connected. I mean, you know, I'm look you, you're you're a business owner. You figured out a way to kind of, you know, direct your passion and your purpose and and to eventually work, you know, you're in the process of monetizing that and there's nothing wrong with that. And Dylan's figured the same thing out and Trevor's figured it out. So many people have figured out, you know, and so what I am, I'm, I shared this with the guys last night is that I'm kind of like in this, in this kind of creative process where I'm, and Dylan gave me this advice. You know, he said, you got to give yourself permission, give your B because I'm actually trying to develop something like, you know, more creatively than I ever have. Right. But it's still business too, so it's it's kind of merging those things together. So my point is that I yeah I want to be a resource for guys if they're if they're thinking about hey this is where I want to go entrepreneurially and 
this is where my passions are and how can, you know, is there a way we can merge those together? And many times in today's world, yes, we can do that. Yeah, I appreciate that because at the end of the day, like we could go for, for a long time on like men suppressing their creativity oftentimes because we have to yeah. be, we have to be conformed to the system and like we have to work and we have to, there's no connection. Like, like you said, it's a systematic problem or systemic problem, excuse me. And that like, it just, it's a continued cycle and it's up to you if you want to break, get out of that cycle. Like I worked in the Navy for 13 years and I said enough was enough. And when I got out, like I had a deeper connection with myself than I ever had. And so like, that's the, that's the consequences of being in that. And, and it's not for everybody. I'm not going to sit here and, and say that like, oh, everybody should get out of nine to five. Like we need people like that, but we also need people to be more connected with themselves and take that responsibility of what comes with it. Like you said, it's a process and being patient and, and understanding that you are human and, and it's not going to always go as planned. And just understand that it's when it's messy, enjoy the messiness, cry, yeah. you know, scream, you know, like name the feeling, let it out. Don't, don't suppress it by alcohol, drugs, whatever your suppression may be. And, and, um, I, I like the message that you just had. So I, I want to just ask one more time, do, is there any way that people can just like say, Hey, Mike, I loved the podcast. I'd like to, if you have maybe a little bit of time just to ask you some questions, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah. Um, so admittedly, I'm working on my social media presence. The best way for right now is to just send me an email okay. and I can, you know, I'll provide you, I can provide you that email later to put in the notes okay. and um, that's the, or even call or text me. And uh, yeah, we all have work to do and I'm, I'm really late to the social media game. So I'm maybe ramp, ramping that up. Yeah, I like simple shift. You're where you need to be. Yeah. Like, and that's one thing that I, with myself in this journey is like, I'm where I need to be just just have allowance on that because so oftentimes as men we we push ourselves down by our own words and our own thoughts and it's and it's not even like maybe something bad it's just like i'm late to the game well compared to compared to people but when you're compared to yourself you're where you need to be you're you're totally right and i appreciate that reminder and it was that's something that one of uh one thing that one of the biggest takeaways i took from our the therapist that laura and i worked with who I worked with individually and as a couples as a couples therapist, but yeah, it's you are where you, where you're supposed to be. So oh, thank yeah. you for that. Thank you for that reminder. Well, thank you. I just want to say thank you so much for being on. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for you know allowing men to to have permission to feel and permission to to reach out and share their stories. And I know that you got a meeting. It's it's almost eight thirty on the West Coast, and I don't want to hold you back, man. All right. Well, I've Man, I want to thank you. I'm super grateful uh, for this opportunity and for you and the work that you're doing. And it's important work. And, you know, just thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Love you. I'm Love you too.